Thanks for joining us for this special prophetic update from Kent Christmas Ministries International. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted by this powerful and anointed message. And now, here's Pastor Kent Christmas. Welcome. I'm glad you're joining me tonight. And uh, I think that I have uh, a good word for you that will perhaps help you in, in uh, your walk with God and give you some understanding of why sometimes your prayers are not answered or <clears throat> things that you're believing for that you feel like God promised you why it's not come to pass. And so uh, I, when I think about the Lord, uh, I believe that God is a great God. He said this, he said, I know my thoughts towards you are good and they are not evil. And I believe that God wants for all of us the very best. And he wants us to be blessed. He wants us to prosper. Even Paul talked about that. He said, I wish that you would prosper even as your soul does prosper. And so uh, God is a, is a giving God. When you think about uh, the Trinity, you think about the Father. The scripture says this about him that he so loved the world that he gave. He's giving. And he gave us the ultimate gift. And we know that it's his son, Jesus Christ. When you think about Jesus, the Bible says that when he led captivity captive, he gave gifts unto men. That's the fivefold ministry, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher. And so Jesus, what he wanted to do, he wanted to bless us. So the Bible says he gave gifts unto men. When you think about the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that there are nine gifts of the Holy Spirit and that he gives us gifts to function in our life. And so when you think about God, you have to understand that God loves to give gifts. And so with that said, um, I want to read you a verse tonight out of the book of James, uh, chapter 1, verse 16, starting. It says, Do not err my beloved brethren. In other words, um, you need to get a hold of this. He says, don't be confused. Do not err. And then this is what he talks about. He says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness nor shadow of degree of turning. And so um, indulge me a little bit tonight because I'm going to have to give you just a little bit of foundation here to arrive at, at where I want us to go in this Bible study. Uh, when we think of heaven, uh, when the scripture talks about heaven, it, it talks about three different heavens. And Paul said this, he said, I was caught up into the third heaven. And so uh, I did some study, I've preached on this over the years. Uh, the first heaven or the ultimate heaven is where God lives today. It is a real place and it's where the, the true tabernacle is and it's, it's where the angels of the Lord live. Uh, the, the second heaven is, um, is the outer space. It's, uh, it's, it's where the sun, the moon, the stars are fixed, the orbit that they are in. And the, the third heaven or the heaven that I want to talk about too is the earth's atmosphere and it consists of the clouds and the atmosphere until we come to the stars and it shifts over and so there are three different heavens 
we know God lives in heaven, and then we have the heaven that we see the stars. The second heaven is the one I want to talk about. Because the Bible says this in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 2. It says that Satan is the prince, and that word prince means he is the chief ruler of the air. And he's talking about that second heaven. And so if every good and perfect gift that comes from God is from above and it comes down to us, then the gifts that God give us, he gives us, has to come through Satan's domain. And I think as God has a storehouse in heaven that he has things that you and I want that he releases, I believe the devil has a storehouse that he has full of gifts that belong to you and I that the enemy has stolen. And uh, many, many times over the years I've thought, Lord, why is my prayer not being answered? Why am I not receiving this? And I think this is where the writer's talking about don't err, brothers. Don't err, sisters. Because for just think about this. Do we really think that if God is going to give us gifts from heaven, perfect, great gifts, powerful gifts that will damage the kingdom of darkness and make our lives better. And that those gifts have to come through the domain of the enemy, that he's just going to sit there and watch those gifts make that journey from heaven where God lives to the earth where we live. No. They're going to come through that domain and the enemy will hold those gifts up. He's not going to let him come to you and I without a battle. I think it's in Mark, the third chapter. It says, you cannot go into a strong man's house and spoil his goods unless you first bind the strong men. And see, for years, a lot of us as believers, we just think, well, I'll just ask God for it and, and then it's going to happen. No, the enemy is going to come after you with everything that he has. And... Um, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. I, I love the book of Ephesians. The writer has such great revelation. And he says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities, and spiritual wickedness in high places. He's referring to that second heaven where the devil rules and reigns. Uh, a lot of people are confused over this. People think, well, the devil's in hell. Listen, the devil is not in hell. The Bible says that hell was created for the devil and his angels, but that is, that's judgment that has not yet been imposed upon him. The devil doesn't want anything to do with hell, because that's his ultimate place, and then that's cast into the lake of fire. The devil is in the second heaven right now, because uh, I'll give you another verse that talks about this, Second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4. It says that we are pulling down strongholds not pulling up we are pulling down strongholds where are those those strongholds are in that second dimension between god and us that the gifts of the lord have to come through and i think a whole lot of christians today that god has released gifts to you and we're just sitting nonchalantly waiting for them to show up and we do not realize that you're going to have to do some warfare over this thing. You're going to have to pull down these strongholds. That's why Paul said, we wrestle not. In other words, we are not engaged in a natural battle. You are engaged with a spirit enemy. 
that is ruling and reigning in the air. He is the chief ruler in the air. And um, if, if God wants us to be blessed, he does, and we want to be blessed, then the only thing holding this thing up is that the enemy has latched on to these gifts. And uh, the scripture talks about an open heaven. I, obviously, he's not talking about where he lives. I think that God is talking about that prayer opens the heavens, that you begin to declare, listening, if you have been asking God for gifts and blessings, it, I mean, it can even be natural things, a better house or a better vehicle or, or to get debt free or whatever, and you're a tither. Number one, that qualifies you to ask God for those things. You have not because you ask not. But remember the scripture where Daniel was praying and uh, I think on the 21st day, uh, the angel comes to him and says, Daniel, he says, your prayer was heard the very first day. When you make petitions to God, the enemy doesn't really care if your petition ascends up into the presence of the Lord because he can't have any dominion up there. He can't stop that. The enemy, if he, he, he can't take your seat. The Bible says God gives us the seed. And he can't take your seed, but he can destroy your harvest. And if you're not careful, you'll get this idea, well, I don't have to do anything. God's got it all worked out. No, Daniel, the angel told me, he said, listen, he said, I have been opposed by spiritual forces and he said, I had to have help that came with me to gauge in battle. And he said, it's taken 21 days for the answer from heaven to get to you. And uh, a lot of us in this time in our lives, we're thinking, God, we just, we just want you to do it. Even, you know, even in this political thing that we're in right now in our nation, it's not, it's, it's not about the president or politics. It's about what God wants to accomplish in the church, in the earth. And so a lot of people are saying, you know, well, we just, we just need to, you know, pray and ask God to do things. No, you got to get your battle gear on. And if you've asked God for things, you know what, for years, um, we have interceded over the city of Nashville and we've interceded over our church. I cannot tell you how many prayer meetings we've had, how many times I've walked through the sanctuary and laid hands on every chair that would be empty on Sunday mornings, but I would declare that God let the answer come. And what we were doing, we were interceding. We were coming against the powers of darkness and we were telling the devil, I have authority over you and you are going to release. I want to encourage you today command the enemy to release what belongs to you you god has released good gifts and so many times we're asking god to do something and he said listen i've already done it don't ask me to redo something i've already done it's just like healing you were healed when the stripes were laid on Jesus's back and when I pray for people for healing I'm not praying oh God heal him because I believe they're healed I'm commanding the demon of infirmity that has trespassed into their bodies I'm evicting you in the name of the Lord what are we doing we are making the enemy release the gifts that God has given us of health in the atmosphere 
And so in the hour that we're in, God is he's trying to bring revelation to us that if we are nonchalant and we just sit back and we just think, well, I asked God for it and it's going to come. It's not. Listen, when the end, when God releases, and God doesn't release just cheap gifts. The stuff that God wants us to have is valuable. And as it begins to come down through that dominion of that chief ruler, the devil, he wants it. He's going to latch hold onto it. He's going to hold it up in the heavens. And that's where you and I now, by the power of the Holy Ghost, have the God-given right. Um, you know, I've heard people over the years say, well, you know, you don't want to make the devil mad. I've made him mad. I'm not intimidated by him. This thing about, well, you know, you make him mad, he'll come after you. Bring it on. You can't shut me up, and you can't stop our faith. And there is an army of, boy, I feel this in the Spirit of God. There are some righteous men and women that have had enough of what the enemy has done. And we are ascending up into the heavenlies. We are pulling down the strongholds. If Jesus Jesus could walk into hell when he was crucified in his weakest moments and take the keys of death in hell. Don't you think then that we as the body of Christ can ascend up and now the dominion that the enemy has and walk in there as God's children and look the devil in the eye and say, I am taking the gifts that God says belong to me. My name's on them. Your name's not on them. You cannot take from me. This is why the Bible says the devil is a thief. And I wonder today, how many gifts has the devil stolen that he's got hung up in that second dimension that was been released out of heaven because God's people do not realize that it's your and my responsibility that when, listen, if we ask God for things, the Lord says, I'm going to give them to you. If you ask, you shall receive. So the question is not about, well, did God give it to us? Yes. You pray in faith, God releases it. The, the, the dilemma is that the enemy doesn't want you to have them. So he steps up and he tries to interfere and he tries to hold on to those things. You know why there's great revival and the last harvest is going to happen? is because there's an army of believers now that's standing up in faith and we are ascending into the dominion of that chief ruler, Satan, and we are telling him, you are now releasing to us everything that we need for this end time. And uh, we've watched, I was thinking about it today, um, just about how the Bible says the Lord, uh, those that cry to him day and night, that though he bears long, when he comes, he will avenge them speedily. And uh, I look at how God so quickly has answered some of the prayers that we have prayed for years. And I think part of it is we got a revelation that we said we're making the enemy release to us what is ours. You have an inheritance. The devil doesn't. And anything the devil has that's good, he stole it. Stop letting the enemy delay or steal what God... You know, when you give gifts at Christmas time, uh, when that gift is put in your lap, the reason they put it in your lap is because your name's on it. 
It's not somebody else's. And um, it's tailor-made for you. Somebody put some thought. My wife's a great uh, gift giver, and when we get gifts from my wife, they're, they're so uh, tailor-made for our personality, what we need, and we're excited about it. The gifts that God gives you are not generic gifts. They're not one-size-fits-all. They are gifts that when God created that gift, he created it specifically for you, for your joy, for your satisfaction, for your completeness. And so the enemy has no right to what belongs to you. And if every good and perfect gift comes down from above, it has to come through Satan's dominion, but it doesn't have to stay there. And I want to encourage some of you, it's time that you rose up in the Holy Ghost and said, there's a lot of gifts that I've let the enemy hold up in the second heaven that don't belong to him, and God wants to release them to you. Can you imagine what it's going to be like when some of you get a revelation, you get a hold of what God has told you, and all of a sudden it just begins to come in like a deluge because blessings from one side, what is it? It's just like God, the, the, the Lord has just allowed all those gifts to come. And so tonight as I end, uh, I, I want to encourage you. If you want to go into the enemy's kingdom, and spoil him. Take what belongs to you. The Bible says bind the strong man first. And so the first thing you've got to do is you've got to get in prayer. You've got to get in authority. And you've got to tell the devil, I'm binding you in the name of Jesus. And then the Lord said, whatever you bind, I'll bind. Bind the strong man. Stop letting him harass you. You hold on to the word of the Lord. And you tell that devil, you're going to give back what you stole from me. Lord, I pray today. Hallelujah. God, I just, I feel, Lord, just a release in the spirit of the Lord. I pray, God, that faith would rise up in the hearts of these men and women around the world that are listening to the word of the Lord. Oh, God, empty that second heaven out of that which belongs to the church and to the believer. Now, Lord, let peace, let strength, let encouragement, let faith rise up, God, in these precious saints, your children. God, we call it done in Jesus' name. Amen. Be strong in the Lord. Always remember this. The devil has no authority over you, but you have authority over him. Make him give back to you what he has stolen. Ascend up into that dominion of God and declare, that belongs to me. It's got my name on it, and I want it back. I pray this to be an encouragement to you and that God would strengthen you and bless you until I see you again, I love you, and may the face of the Lord shine upon you. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.